Well, Markham, it certainly seems strange being with you in the middle of the night when we haven't been working on a murder. Well, even district attorneys take some time off, Vance. And here's your apartment house. That it is. Well, thanks for taking Ellen home and for dropping me. No trouble at all, Vance. I'll phone you tomorrow if anything interesting happens. I'll be waiting. Good night, Markham. Meet you at a murder. I beg your pardon, Mr. Vance? Yes, I'm Vance. I've been waiting here in front of your house for hours. Mr. Vance, I'm Edgar Walters. I must talk to you. It's, it's about my wife. She's missing. There's nothing I can do about that tonight. Not at this hour. But you've got to do something, Mr. Vance. I'm desperate. You know that gambling ship that's anchored offshore? Yes, I know about it. Why? Well, my wife went out there this evening to gamble with Lucky Saunders. He owns the ship. She can't help gambling. She she has to. Cards, roulette, horses. It doesn't make any difference. Well, there are people like that. But as long as you know where she is, Mr. Waters... I know where she was, Vance. But all gambling stops on board at 2 a.m. And it's almost 4 now. She should have been home an hour ago. I, I know something has happened to her. And you want me to find out what, if anything? You're a private investigator, Vance. And I'll pay you well. I'll go upstairs and change my clothes. Be on my way in half an hour. Here's my card, Vance. Call me as soon as you find out anything, will you? And thank you. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome, Mr. Walters. I only hope I give you a real reason for thanking me before long. Your deal, Mrs. Wallace? Your cut, Mr. Saunders. How much did I owe you before we started this evening's session, Mr. Saunders? Uh, 12000 And now I owe you 3000 <laughs> uh, It's time to quit, isn't it? I have a stateroom fixed for you, Mrs. Walters. We could go on with the game in the morning. Uh-uh. Lady Luck's smiling at me right now. Tomorrow she might be laughing out loud. One cut, double or nothing. For, uh, 3000 That's right. If I win, you join your friends, Mr. and Mrs. Henderson, and leave, huh? Oh, if I win, I'll stay here on board. There are no more water taxis to shore. I sent the last one off an hour ago. The Hendersons don't mind spending the night aboard ship. You're cut, Mr. Saunders. <clears throat> As you say, there we are. Nine of diamonds. And mine's the queen of clubs. That makes 6,000. Queen of clubs again. That's the third time you've picked that queen, Mrs. Walters. I suggest we quit. You won uh, 6000 I have it here in my safe. I'll get it for you. Maybe you won't have to get me anything. Or 12000 Double or nothing, Mr. Saunders. One cut. One cut. They say never fight the cards, but there is also a law of averages to be taken into consideration. You're cut first. 12000 or nothing. You are a gambler, aren't you? Very well. My cut. The... Queen of Clubs. Uh, why, yes. <laughs> you seem surprised. You shouldn't be. You've had a strange affinity for that card since we started. Perhaps we'll discuss that a bit after I've cut. There. Oh, Jack of Diamonds. You win 12000 Once more. Hardly. You want the cash now? I think so. 
Then in the morning, with my friends, Mr. and Mrs. Henderson, as uh, bodyguards, I'll leave the ship. Really, Mrs. Walters? Would you like to cut double or nothing on that, too? It's almost five o'clock, Ace. Do you think she's still playing? Oh, she hasn't come to a stateroom, has she? Lucky Saunders told me he had the one next to this fixed for her. She'll be here as soon as she wins enough. Edith Walters mustn't win. She mustn't. When she plays with Lucky Saunders, the weather's clear and the track fast. But if she does win, maybe she'll take care of the markers I've been holding. She's in my book for 10000 she dropped on the horses. You don't generally let anyone get into you for that much, Ace. You know, I think that... Uh-uh, honey. You're the one I marry do, and I like it that way. There's nothing between her and me. I suppose we just forget all this and go to bed. I've got to know whether she won or not. I've got to. In the morning. Comes the morning, we'll both find out. Go ahead to sleep if you want to. I'm waiting up until I hear her come in. And if she won tonight, I'm going to get that money she owes you. If she lost... Yes, honey. What if she finished out of the money? <laughs> then I'm going to fall asleep laughing. Mary Henderson. Wait a minute. What do you want? You mean, what do we both want? Me and this gun. Oh. Same answer, though. We both want you. You're being a little dramatic, aren't you, Mary? Maybe. How much did you lose to Saunders? I don't know that it's any of your business, but I didn't lose. Mm. That's what I was afraid of. You know, I don't like you, Edith. I gathered that quite some time ago. I liked you more when I first met you. And I despised you then. I was praying you'd lose to Lucky Saunders tonight. Sorry to disappoint you. I still don't know any reason for that gun. I'll explain. It's very simple. There are no boats leaving for shore. And certainly none coming out from shore for the next couple of hours. We're practically alone on this ship. You and I, my husband, and Lucky Saunders. So? So you've got no means of either getting off or getting help. And I wanted to announce to you personally that you'll never leave this ship alive. You've lost sight of one thing, haven't you, Mary? My husband knows I came out here. Your husband thinks you came out here. Nobody knows except my husband, Lucky Saunders and I. And I'm sure none of us will ever remember seeing you on board. You're... You're going to kill me? Maybe. You're going to be dead, I can tell you that. I... You're afraid, aren't you? I was afraid, too. I've been afraid for months. Afraid I'd lose my husband to you. But I won't now. There'll be no you around to lose him to. You forget there's a radio room on board right next door. I can send a message for help, and I'm going to right now. Stop! Edith, stop! <laughs> one of these switches turns on the microphone. One of them does. It, it must be this one. It, it's got to be. Anybody, anybody who can hear me anywhere, get in touch with the police. I'm going to be murdered. Listen, my name is Edith Walters. I'm on board the gambling ship Argus. Please, if anybody hears this, get, get in touch with the police. Tell them to come out here. Tell them to hurry. They're coming in for me now. Tell them to hurry. Hurry before... It's too late. This is Edith Walters. Call the police. <laughs> Hello? Markham, this is Vance. I didn't wake you up, did I? 
No, no, you didn't. As a matter of fact... I've been trying to reach you on the telephone for ten minutes. Your line's been busy. I've been trying to get you, Vance. But it's six o'clock in the morning. What do you want me for? I've tried for two hours to get some sort of transportation so I could get out to the gambling ship Argus. I can't find a thing at this hour. I'm going to need a police launch. What do you want to get out to the Argus for? To look for a woman named Edith Walters. Her husband... Edith Walters? She's the reason I've been trying to reach you, Vance. A half hour ago, an amateur radio operator picked up a call for help from Edith Walters. She was screaming she was about to be murdered, and the call was cut off in the middle of a sentence. We've got to do something, Markham. How soon can you meet me? I'm down at the docks now. Well, Sergeant Heath is picking me up. I'll be there in ten minutes. A police launch has already been ordered. Pick up Edgar Walters on the way. He's at the Buckingham Apartments. I'll be waiting for you, Markham, at the foot of the docks to get to the bottom of this mystery. Take it easy, Walters. We'll be out at the gambling ship very shortly now. I know, Vance. It's just that I'm afraid of what we'll find when we do get there. Vance, we're a little bit lost. This fog is so heavy, the launch pilot says he can't see a thing. We're going by compass, but we don't know exactly where the Argus is anchored. Oh, I know, Mr. Markham. It's exactly two miles along the coastline from the dock, and we round a blinker light and head due east into the ocean. I was out there only the other night with my wife, and that's how we got there. Well, that's fine, Walters. Thanks. I'll tell the pilot. Uh, Sergeant Heath... Don't take it so hard, Walters. Things may not be as bad as you imagine. No. No, maybe they aren't. All I'm sure of is that they couldn't be any worse. There's the Argus Vance. Thanks again for those directions, Mr. Walters. Don't forget it, Mr. Markham. Let's worry about my wife. I'll try to find her for you, Mr. Walters, believe me. Let Heath and his men search the ship and give me a half hour to question anybody on board. And I promise you, if Mrs. Walters ever arrived on the Argus, I'll have news for you. You're going to use the master's cabin as an office, Vance? Temporarily, Markham. What luck has Sergeant Heath had? None at all. He's had men searching this ship for a half hour. They can't find Mrs. Walter's body, and they can't even find any evidence that she ever was aboard. This is really a case, Vance. Yes, I know. I'd like to see the owner of this ship, Markham. He's waiting outside. In fact, I'll see him and Mr. and Mrs. Henderson together. All right, I'll tell them right now, Vance. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Henderson and Mr. Saunders, will you come in here, please? Yes, of yes, course. Sir, sir. Glad to come in. Please sit down and make yourselves comfortable. What do you want with us, Vance? I'm not quite sure. You say you haven't seen Mrs. Walters in two days, that she was not aboard this ship last night? That's right. Mr. Saunders, how do you account for the radio message that was picked up and relayed to the police? I've got no idea how, why, or from where it was sent. The message did say it came from the Argus. (laughs) And we do have a radio sending set aboard. But there's no way in the world to prove it came from here. No, there isn't. Mrs. Henderson, your story, I take it, is the same as Mr. Saunders? Not at all. I beg your pardon. He said he hadn't seen Edith Walters in two days. I haven't seen her in a week. I see. And you, Mr. Henderson? I was supposed to meet her at the track yesterday afternoon, but she never got there. That proves nothing one way or another. Mr. Saunders, how long have you been operating this gambling ship in these waters? Mm, About a month. It's all very legal, Vance. That's a matter of opinion. It's legal. Well, let's say it's within the law. (laughs) 
it's outside the state's jurisdiction, so state laws do not apply to it. Has the ship always been anchored in just this spot? No, no, we move it around every night, a few miles up or down the coastline, just to uh, prevent any possible hijacking. We move it every night, but we keep it outside state limits every time we do. I understand. They call you lucky, don't they, Mr. Saunders? Most gamblers are called lucky, Mr. Vance. I've got an idea, though, that your name isn't complete. Offhand, despite the fact that we can find no evidence that Mrs. Walters was here, and certainly none that points to your having murdered her, I'd say your name should be lucky up to now. This is District Attorney Markham. The Argus murder case started when Edgar Walters came to Philo Vance, asking him to help find Walters' wife. She had gone out to a gambling ship, the Argus, but nothing had been heard from her for several hours. Then, an amateur radio operator relayed a frantic message from Mrs. Walters to the police, and it sent Vance, Sergeant Heath, and me, along with Mr. Walters, out to the Argus. There we met Lucky Saunders, owner of the ship, and Mr. and Mrs. Henderson, both of whom knew Mrs. Walters, and both of whom deny she was ever on board. Hey, Mr. Vance. Oh, yes, Sergeant Heath. I was just on deck getting a little air. What have you found? I haven't found a thing. No trace of Mrs. Walters anywhere on board, but I'm sure that dame was on board this boat, Vance, and that she was murdered. Only how do we prove it? We don't. We can't unless we find the body. And if she were murdered and the body thrown overboard, which is probably what happened, if she were murdered, we'll never find it. Hey, I never heard you so pessimistic before, Vance. Never had more reason to be, Heath. I'm going ashore to check over my facts, and I'm taking Mr. Walters with me. I'll contact Markham if I find out anything. Well, that's it up to date, Ellen. You've got all the facts? Yes, Vance, all of them. Can you think of anything to add to what I've dictated to Miss Deering, Mr. Walters? No. No, I can't. You've been very thorough, Vance. Ellen, when will you have those notes typed up so I can see them? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Please be sure. I'd like them in a half hour. Uh, Come into my private office, will you, Mr. Walters? Uh, Wait a minute, Vance. I beg your pardon. I'm not going to transcribe these notes today. I'm taking the rest of the day off. I'm sorry, Ellen. Some other day, if you like, come along, Mr. Walters. Vance, I said I was taking the rest of the day off. I'll be back in the morning. You may take all day tomorrow, if you like, but, Ellen, those notes must be transcribed now. Sorry. There is something I've got to do, but that's not it. Goodbye. Ellen, if you leave now, I'd just as soon you didn't come back to work for me. Okay. If that's the way you want it. Mr. Vance, I'm sorry. You had nothing to do with it. I've felt this coming for quite a while. Let's get back to your wife, Mr. Walters. Who were her friends? Who might she have been with if she actually didn't go out to the Argus last night? She had few friends, Mr. Vance. Nobody she was very close to. Most of the days she spent at the track. The track, eh? Hmm. Where would she be at the racetrack if she were going there? Oh, somewhere around Ace Henderson's box. He's a bookmaker. You met him on board the Argus. Hmm. 
I'm going out to the racetrack this afternoon. Maybe I can pick a winner. And that has nothing to do with horses. They're off. Off to a perfect stop with Dave Terry in the lead. Count Joe on the rail. Darby Dahlia in third place. But Hello, Mr. Henderson. Oh, hi, Vance. Didn't know you follow the ponies. I don't, generally. I got something good going in the next race, if you're interested. I'm interested, but not in races. Mrs. Walters? Come on, Joy! Come on, Joy! Yes, Mrs. Walters. I'd like to talk to you about her. Right after the race. Picking up the distance, Joy. The second is dropping back. Rasputin's closing in on Dave Derry. At the three quarters, it's still Dave Derry and Rasputin. Dave Derry by three lengths, but Rasputin's closing in. Dave Derry by two lengths. One length, Rasputin is alongside as they approach the finish line. It's neck and neck, nose and nose. There goes Rasputin out in front of Sparker. Goes for the whip. It's Rasputin by half length. Rasputin the winner! In second place, Dave Derry. Third place, Count Joe. Winner's time, 1.37. Next race, 20 minutes. Well, Vance, I dropped a few on that one. We won't bother, then, about the good thing you had for me in the next race. Henderson, how much did Mrs. Walters owe you? Oh, a few... Eight, ten thousand. How did she intend to pay you? That's never my problem, Vance. Isn't there some way bookmakers have of making sure that their clients do pay them? Yes, there is. What is it? What happened to Mrs. Walters? Coming, coming. Hello. Oh, I, I don't think I know who you are, do I? You should. I'm Ellen Deering. I was Philo Vance's secretary. Remember me now, Mr. Walters? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course I do. Well enough to ask me to come in? Don't bother. I don't need an invitation. Well, I, I don't understand what you want with me. Don't you? Okay, then I'll tell you. I'm the only one that knows that you murdered your wife. Do you want to know how I know you murdered her? Oh, I, I, I didn't kill her. I, I haven't even seen her since she, she left here yesterday morning. Oh, no. You told the police you'd been out to the gambling ship exactly a week ago, right? Well, of course that's right. They changed the position of that ship a couple of miles every night. Yet the time when you and Vance and Markham went out there, you gave exact directions on how to reach the Argus. Now, the only way you'd have known that is if you'd been there earlier. Well, that's now, right, don't but... get excited. Nobody realizes that little fact except me. And what do you want? Money. Ten thousand will do. I don't have that kind of money. Well, then go get it. Here's my apartment address. Shall we say uh, nine o'clock tonight and ten thousand dollars in cash? What time is it, Vance? A few minutes to nine. Frightened, Ellen? Yes, but I'll go through with it. You were right about Walters, of course, but uh, what happens when he gets here? I'll be in the next room. You get him to talk and tell the whole story. Take the money. Then I'll come out and take him. Well, suppose he has other ideas. Ideas that he can pay me less expensively with a bullet than with a, a bundle. 
What then? Don't worry, Ellen. Nothing will happen to you, I promise. Oh, listen, that's the door. And that'll be Walter's. Vance, please stay close. Hide, but stay close uh, just in case. Don't worry, Ellen. I'll be here. Well, right on time, Mr. Walters. Uh, come on in. Oh, no. You're coming out. Out here in the hall. Come on! Uh, hey, listen, you're hurting my arm! Your apartment might have been a trap. <laughs> taking no chances. We'll talk out here in the hall. I just locked your door, and here's the key right here in my pocket. Now, come on. You can't make me. See this knife? I'll slash it across your face if you don't come. What happened to your wife? You tell me that first. She's in the cellar at my house, all dressed up in concrete. Oh. And you'll be keeping her company. Are you coming, or do I use this knife? I think I, I'm coming. And this guy's going. Oh, this, this. Oh, Sergeant Heath. Am I glad to see you. Didn't you expect me? Oh. Didn't Vance tell you he asked me to be here in the hall in case this guy got cute? No, he didn't. And that reminds me. I've got something to say to Mr. Philo Vance. You won't be able to see a thing for a moment, Vance, now that Heath has turned the lights out. I figured that out for myself, Markham. Hmm. The FBI have done this, Vance, taken movies of an actual confession, but it's not done too often in police work. I think you're entitled to see the film, though. The film featuring Edgar Walters in his first and last starring role. Okay, Markham. Let's see and hear it. All right. Heath, let's have the film. Right. This is Edgar Walters. Of my own free will and volition, I'm confessing that I murdered my wife by going out to the gambling ship, Argus, in a small boat I had chartered the day before. I met her by arrangement, and I killed her as soon as we reached land. Her gambling was ruining me. I, I had to kill her. I don't know how anybody could have figured my actions, but Philo Vance did. And that is all. All right, Heath, let's have some lights. Right, Mr. Markham. Very interesting, Markham. Very interesting explanation. Which reminds me, I've got some explaining still to do to Ellen Deering. She won't be satisfied till she knows the whole story. But then, neither was I. very patiently. So let's talk about the Argus murder case. It really had me puzzled for a while. I was quite certain that Mrs. Walters had been on board the Argus, but the denials of Lucky Saunders and Mr. and Mrs. Henderson threw me for a while. Why did they lie, Vance? They all had reason. Saunders would have made himself a wonderful suspect if he'd admitted that Mrs. Walters had been on board, and in addition, have given his gambling ship bad reputation. A gambling ship, a bad reputation. Well, that sounds like a reason skunks don't eat scallions, but <laughs> I'll buy it. Why did the Hendersons lie? Mrs. Henderson hated Edith Walters, and Edith Walters was welching on money she owed Ace Henderson. Mm. Both would be ready-made suspects if they told the truth. I suppose I'm dumb, but it's hard to figure out why Walters came to you in the first place. He was trying to be smart. He figured it was a perfect alibi to ask me to work on his wife's disappearance. He knew I couldn't possibly get out to the gambling ship at four in the morning. 
But he could, and he did. But what about that radio message that Mrs. Walters sent? Mrs. Henderson admits now that she threatened Edith Walters, that Mrs. Walters ran into the radio room and sent the message that brought us out to the Argus. And then? Then, while she was sending the message, Saunders came along, let himself into the radio room with his own key and put his hand over Mrs. Walters' mouth. He didn't want the police out on his boat, naturally. Commonly known as Natch. Mm. Then what? Then Saunders talked Mrs. Henderson out of any desire for personal revenge against Edith Walters and saw to it that Mrs. Walters got to her cabin. But she had arranged with her husband to meet him, as we know, and she rode with him to the shore and her death. It was a very clever plan, Walters had. There's a moral in this somewhere, something about wives, not gambling. Or playing around with gamblers. Hmm. That was the beginning of Mrs. Walters' trouble. Yes, I suppose it was. And this is the end of the Argus murder case.